So if I can answer those questions for an attorney in the language that they're familiar with by just knowing what they're looking for, then that makes their job easier. That makes my job easier. Welcome to You Are a Lawyer, Felicia Luck. How are you? Hello, hello. Good. How are you? Thanks for having me on. <laughs> yeah, of course. So it's funny because you actually are a registered nurse, right? And so I you're am. actually not a practicing lawyer, but you're here Correct. because your business serves lawyers and attorneys in such a great way. Okay, so... Will you tell us about Stars and Stripes Legal Nurse Consulting? Yes. So uh, first and foremost, I'm a registered nurse, um, have been for close to seven years now. Um, most of my background is emergency medicine. So with all of that, and I've also done travel nursing, different states, seeing different standards of care and seeing how different policies work in different hospitals, um, all emergency. So anywhere from a level one trauma facility to um, not a rated facility at all. Um, so I have a lot of experience in terms of uh, medical knowledge and whatnot. So I take that and I go to attorneys and they have tons of medical records, right? So personal injury, medical malpractice, things like that, um, even as far as criminal defense, depending on if it's an assault case, things like that. So I take their medical records, just like the legal world for attorneys is a whole realm in itself of learning, so is the medical world. So so the understanding of the language, the understanding of the acronyms and, you know, how nurses and doctors write, you know, and then on the other side, the flip side, the flip side of the legal aspect is their language is much different also. So they also have to learn that language when they do these cases. So where I come in, you know, there could be an entire summary just written in acronyms, medical, whatever it might be, you know, and, and most of the time from what I'm hearing is they're, they're only catching portions of what is actually being said in these medical records. And it's confusing. It's very confusing. It's not easy to decipher. And then you have to spend a lot of time Googling things and then multiple things come up and you don't understand what that is. Is this what it means? Or is that what it means? It just takes, it, it takes a lot of time and lawyers are very, very busy. So my very first case, actually, um, I got a, a cardiothoracic surgery case and it, it, they said, hey, I have uh, 17,000 pages of records here and I don't have the time to look through all of that. And so what he did was saying, hey, if I give you these, can you summarize them for me? Can you do a chronology? Can you tell me what happened? Um, did something go wrong? Like, what is your opinion on it? So that is essentially what I do. Um, I also can branch into the realms of testifying. I have been lucky I've not had to testify yet, um, but I just recently started started advertising that. I would like to, I don't know if anybody would really say that, you just get grilled on the stand. But in, it has to be, you know, in my specialties. And also the way testifying works is it would have to be an ER nurse practicing against an ER nurse if I were to testify, whether it's plaintiff or defense. Um, I cannot speak for a doctor's action. Um, and I think a lot of people get that confused sometimes. Um, so I can, I charge less money than a doctor. We have experts, right? So if they have a situation that happened, nurses are very, very well versed in the medical field, as you know. Um, so what a lawyer can do is instead of spending, you know, 10, 20, $30,000 on just getting an opinion on if this is even a case, they can give me the records. 
I have connections, I have contacts, I've worked in all hospitals. So if I have questions, I ask. And if that is something that saves the attorney money by paying me less to do that, then then that's what I do for them. And then should I feel strongly towards the case, I let them know, I give them my opinion. Um, and then I kind of give them next step recommendations. Hey, at the, you know, at this point, I think you need an infectious disease doctor, or at this point you need a cardiothoracic surgeon, like whatever it might be, um, because those are the people that you need in experts in terms of whether you need it to be testifying. Um, and they are also the credentialed ones to actually opine on those cases officially. So um, that is essentially what I do. So um, I do chronologies, I can do summaries, I can do, I mean, there's a slew of things. I, you know, do uh, interrogatories. I can never say that word properly, but <laughs> legal language, you know? Um, so I essentially can bring them questions that I would be concerned of or that I would ask, you know, even in a deposition, you know, what happened here? You know, there's a discrepancy in the documentation, like what, it, you know, and it's, and it's very contradictory. So, you know, there, there's a, a slew of things that I can do, but that that's that's my business. So, <laughs> yeah. So what I love about that is the fact that lawyers, I mean, I talk to lawyers all the time about what they do, what they're enjoying, all of it. But lawyers <laughs> interact with so many different people, doctors, nurses, yes. you know, experts who are testifying. So I love the fact that you were able to tailor this business where you can serve lawyers, make their jobs easier, kind of, you know, outsource some of that work. And you're still working within the legal <laughs> community and using your own network to help them. Correct. Correct. And I still am actively practicing, too. So um, kind of keeps my skills up. You know, standards of care sometimes are changing, you know, every day. So it keeps you in the loop a little bit easier to you to do that. So, yeah, I really enjoy it a lot. So. <laughs> so, Felicia, when you were growing up, did you ever think that you wanted to own a business? Honestly, owning a business probably never even really crossed my mind. Um, I. I'm going to be honest. I hated school. I still hate school. Okay. Hate it, hate it, hate it. So I did what I had to do. And then when it came crunch time, my senior year, you know, we're like, what am I going to do? Am I going to go to college? Like, you know, whatever. So I have an older brother. Um, he decided to join the army and he was in special operations. Um, and so I think that kind of I don't know if it was, I, I thoroughly enjoyed my time in the military, but I think that was kind of like an escape to take a break from school for a while. Um, I just couldn't, you know, I couldn't, I couldn't decide what I wanted to do for one. And so I decided to branch off into the military and I did health inspection, um, did a lot of food inspection, cross-trained as a vet tech actually. Um, and I uh, helped with the military working dogs. We did like bite tests, like obedience tests with them. It's very scary, by the way. And then we did, you know, vaccinations on just people on the base with their animals that brought, got brought in. So I learned a lot more, I guess, on the medical side, starting with animals. Um, and then when I got out, um, I decided to pursue getting a, to be a vet tech, I guess, in general. So midway in school, um, I decided to change my mind and said, you know what, I don't think I want to be a nurse for animals. I think I actually want to be a nurse. So I switched, went to, went to nursing school and here I am. So um, I, I started off in medical surgical right after I graduated nursing school. Um, it's a 
very good way to kind of get a good solid foundation on your medications. I mean, these are people that are getting admitted to the hospital. Um, and it's sad to say, but a lot of people that get admitted, I mean, they have a lot of comorbidities and a lot of medications that they're on, you know, we're giving them 30 to 50 medications, plus they're on at different, you know, at different times, plus what they came to the hospital for. So whether that be antibiotics or heart medications, things like that. So medical surgical gives you a good rounded uh, expertise level on all of those medications and what they do, the disease processes, things like that. Once I did that for a few years, um, I worked nights and it was miserable. I got pregnant with my daughter um, and then I stayed on nights for probably two to three weeks after I came back from maternity leave. And then I was offered a position part-time as an OBGYN uh, triage level. So I did that. I thought it was better. It was office hours, you know, for my daughter. Turns out that was not really my thing. <laughs> I mean, work, working 12-hour shifts on the floor was very different going <laughs> to the office style, you know. And so I... Uh, I decided to stay PRN at that office. They asked me to. And so I did for a while and I transitioned into the ER. Um, and then eventually, you know, I, I didn't do OBGYN anymore, but I am still great friends with all that work there and they're fantastic people. And I will tell you, I learned a ton. Um, it actually helped quite a bit in the ER too. OB for most nurses will tell you is a whole world in itself. Um, so even giving you don't get that much knowledge from it in nursing school, unfortunately, because there's so much that's entailed in it. Um, so I uh, was very fortunate to be able to do that because it's, it's helped in the ER quite frequently. I feel like I have a little bit more of a knowledge base on that aspect than some people do. And then it just comes with experience, you know. Um, it's it's kind of a running joke <laughs> within the ER that all ER nurses are not an expert at one thing, but they know a little about absolutely everything. And it's true. It's very, very true. Um, I will say that we are experts at emergencies and it, it's it's so, I don't want to say it's easy, but it's easy for us because that's what, what's what we know. But having that broad knowledge base in general about all diseases is fantastic. And I think it's, it's done me very well. So um, I'm very proud of that. And, you know, I took that into my business and it, like I said, it, I'm finding it's very, it, it's an easier flow, I think, for me to be able to relate certain causation actions to those those disease processes or whatever might have happened in the standard of care if there was a breach, et cetera. So, yeah. Yeah, especially because you've seen so many different practice areas, right? Like, it sounds like you're probably really good under pressure. You don't panic. You're pretty good at yes, just yeah. like, <laughs> yeah. Okay. I love that. Um, Adrenaline junkie, I guess, right? <laughs> and I really like that description you gave about being a nurse because that's what being a lawyer is like. We know a little bit about everything until you start to practice. And then once you start to practice, mm -hmm. oh, okay, now you're in wrongful death. So now you become that expert or now you're in malpractice or whatever. But until then, you just know a little bit of this, a little bit of that, a little bit of this, right? Exactly. 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 Okay. So, I, I mean... <laughs> that explains a lot, right? Like you're always, you're talking our language when you're working with other lawyers. So, okay. I'm still seeing in my mind, I'm like, you're working in a hospital and you bump into a lawyer and they're like, I need help. And then this is how it started. How did you merge these two? So I am actually not the only legal nurse consultant out there. Um, I have been following a page for quite some time prior to probably like a year, year and a half um, prior to actually jumping into it. You know, the legal 
aspect of things can get very scary, especially on, on a medical side. I mean, you could probably ask any doctor, or any nurse, and they absolutely hate attorneys because <laughs> they always think they're going to get in trouble. Like, I get it. They're just doing their job, though, you know. But I always thought law was fascinating just as much as I did medicine. And so I followed a legal nursing page for about a year, year and a half. And this was on Facebook. Um, I joined it. I, you know, people would ask questions. I would ask questions. People would respond. And I kind of got more like knowledge base into it. Um, and then I found a mentorship and I joined that mentorship when I decided to take the plunge kind of helped, uh, I guess, bump start my actual starting of a business, what to do, things to like look out for things that are in my scope as a legal nurse that I'm capable of doing. And so I did that. And I still talk to several people within that mentorship that's been, gosh, over two years now, I believe. Um, and then I have just been advertising and I mostly advertise and market on LinkedIn. Um, I do have a Facebook page also. Um, and then of course, any Anytime I come across attorney, there's always word of mouth. I've gotten several referrals in terms of that. And I think those are the best. So, but yeah, so that's just kind of how we grow the business. And it's very interesting. Yeah, I love that. I love the fact that you linked up with like a mentor or like coaching so that you can figure out how to run a business. Because at first I thought you were just being really humble. I'm like, every day people think about running a business and it doesn't turn into anything. Right. But you're like, no, I reached out to people who knew more than me. They helped train me. Um, and so this it's is hard. hard. It's hard work. It's very hard work. Um, it's fascinating, though, but it's very hard work. So I keep thinking about this book I read called The Unfair Advantage. Because okay. Okay. in what world do you say I have a nursing background, a military background, I'm going to serve lawyers. Right. But you took your unfair advantage of having all of these very specific skills understanding compliance, understanding orders, and you put them together for Stars and Stripes Legal Nursing Consulting. So I think it's brilliant. Thank you. Yes, it's it's been a long two, two and a half years, but my experience and knowledge base, even in the legal aspect, has grown significantly. I've been very blessed with my attorney clients have been very willing to teach me any or answer questions that I have. Um, like I said, I'm not a lawyer. I do not practice as a lawyer. I will never claim to practice as a lawyer because that is not accurate and very wrong. <laughs> um, but any questions that I have, you know, they explain it and they explain it as best as they can. And I, you know, I want all of that knowledge. The more I know, you know, the better I can do my job also um, without practicing law, you know, so and, it, and it's fantastic. So if I can answer those questions for an attorney in the language that they're familiar with by just knowing what they're looking for, then that makes their job easier. That makes my job easier. So it's, it's all about her. And, you know, and then I try to educate the, the attorneys on the medical side, you know, should they have another case that comes in, you know, it's a spinal injury. So, all right, let's talk about the spine. Let's talk about all the different aspects of it, you know, and then they get something out of it also. So it's kind of a, it's kind of a, a 50, 50 type of relationship, I guess. So um, been very, very fortunate. My, my clients have been great. So awesome. That's so exciting. So I have to ask, do you work with lawyers nationwide? I do. I do. Yes. Um, I actually have a couple clients up in Washington. I have some in Georgia. I have some in Florida, some here in Missouri from St. Louis. And I have another one up in Pennsylvania. 
Um, so I do, they're really all over the place. And that's the glory about this too, is that I'm not practicing medicine. Um, so I am licensed in the state of Missouri, which is also a compact state. So on the travel nursing aspect, um, you do still have to be credentialed and licensed in that state to practice, but there's just a process and there is, like I said, it's called a compact state. So there's a certain amount of states that are in this group and it's an easy process to just fill out a piece of paper and say, Hey, here, can I have a license for this state to work in here? So that's how nursing works. Um, if you're in a state that is not part of that compact, then, um, you have, it's a much longer process. Um, some require you even take boards for that state specifically to get a license in that state. So it's a little bit different, but on the legal aspect of it, I, I'm not practicing medicine, I'm educating and I'm looking at records. So I'm not giving medications, I'm not taking orders from doctors. Um, so that is what makes the capability of being able to go nationwide. Okay, I love that. And um, if you're watching this on video, I'm over here shaking my head. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I love it, I love it. Um, you said Pennsylvania and I'm in Ohio and it's so cold up here, right? So my heat is on, so I keep <laughs> muting myself so that it's not so loud. <laughs> so, you work with lawyers and, you know, offices with things like if they have a medical malpractice case or personal injury, sometimes criminal law, even family law, you know, and this could be things from wrongful death, surgical issues, all of this stuff. Is it just you that's running Stars and Stripes or do you have a team of other <laughs> nurse practitioners that work with you or what? Yeah. So I am the sole CEO. I have a partner type person and he is actually an attorney and he actually makes sure that the language is correct in, in all the reports that go to my attorney clients. Um, I thought that was probably beneficial. Um, a lot of expert reports can come back and they're just not in the language that a court needs to see or they're not on the legal aspect. Like I said, the language is is truly, it matters a lot. And so um, being able to have an attorney that can kind of review and like and, and look at that and make sure, you know, if anything needs to be changed a bit, that type of thing. Like, you know, we're nurses, we're not lawyers. So, so our writing is way different. Um, so it kind of helps with that. And it kind of gets like attorney approval, so to speak. Um, so I thought that was kind of a benefit that I offer. And then also my experts, I do have subcontractors, should I need them? And I have them in all different specialties. Um, so whether it be OR, whether it be, you know, like I said, because I, I can look at any medical record at all. Um, if I have questions, or if this is, is strictly just about a specific issue that I am not an expert in, I will look at I'll look at the records and I'll get my suspicions. You know, we have a very broad base of knowledge, um, but then I will pull my expert in and I'll say, hey, I have this. Um, I, you know, and we have we have a contract subcontracting for my company. And then that's how that works. And then all those reports that are written by that expert in that field get submitted to me and then it gets reviewed from there and then it gets submitted to the attorney. And so what is the ultimate goal? Do you think that you would ever stop practicing as a nurse or you would always keep that going so that you have, you know, the credentials and the receipts of being registered and licensed? Yeah. So as of right now, I plan on staying practicing for until my body probably just won't allow it at some point anymore. It's, I mean, it's hard. It's hard in the hospital, you know, carrying people, lifting people on our feet 12 hours to 16 hours a day. You know, it's exhausting. So um, I love it. And I always want to stay 
actively practicing. Um, I have dropped my hours significantly, of course, but it still keeps my, my skills sharp. It still allows me to know everything and practice everything that I know um, anytime I do work in the hospital. So um, I thoroughly enjoy it. And as of right now, I don't plan on quitting that anytime soon. So um, they'll probably have to carry me on my deathbed to get out. So. <laughs> I love that, though. I mean, you're dedicated to what you're doing and it sounds like you're really enjoying it. And I know that this like you're retelling the story. Right. So I'm sure that it was difficult to get started and frustrating and all of it. But you really do sound like you're enjoying yourself and you're happy to serve others and lawyers. So I love it. I absolutely love it. Yeah. <laughs> I found two jobs that which I, I guess a lot of people can't say, but I have two jobs that I absolutely enjoy working so every day when i wake up it it's it's not an issue like it's not a, i don't want to go to work today i really hate it and i'm so tired so I'm, I'm glad um i've been very blessed in that as well so very cool so felicia i typically ask lawyers <laughs> what do you like what advice do you have to law students or new lawyers about what they can do with their law degrees but i've been realizing that Every episode of this podcast is about taking risk and you've taken a ton of risk. <laughs> so what could you say to the audience about risk that you've taken in your career? Oh, boy. Um, I honestly, there is a lot of risk, but I can't say that I've actually sat down and, and written out a list of like what I think is a risk at this point. I guess investment with certain things. I mean, that's a risk. You know, I don't know if it's going to pay off, especially like marketing and advertising is a huge one. Um, nurses are terrible at marketing themselves. Um, we're so used to talking to people. And so that comes off easier, you know, but then when we have to actually sit down and we have to advertise and we have to post this and we have to post that, like, that's an extremely difficult thing. So for us, it's, it's almost a thought like, hey, do we want to invest all of this money in advertisement um, to even pursue a business in general? Um, so, I mean, that's just a fine, that's a financial risk, I guess you could say. Um, but I mean, also family life. I have two, I have two children. I have a five-year-old and almost six and a, a three-year-old. So, um, it takes a lot of time. Um, it takes a lot of time away from them. Luckily, they're both in school every day, but, when there are deadlines to meet, you know, that makes it difficult if they get sick and they get, you know, it's, it's the whole full working career, but also a mom and a wife. And so, so there's a lot of risk there sometimes in terms of time. Um, I've been fortunate that I have a husband that supports that and he's there and he helps with the children a lot. Um, but you know, it takes a toll sometimes on my kids and I can see it, you know, so I, I do my best and it's still obviously always going to be a work in progress. It's always family life first, family life first, but you also have a really busy work life that makes things very difficult. And so it, it's a huge risk, you know, that you're taking with with the possibility of my kids getting older and, you know, saying, hey, mom's just always at work. And I don't you know, I don't want that. So it's 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 a it's a mental thing that you kind of have to work with, I guess. But it's a balance and, it, and it's hard to manage a lot of times. But um, I think I've done a fairly good job of it um, and, I, and I still continue to. There's still going to be days that are late nights and that's just the way it is. And, you know, I try to be as honest with my kids about that as possible. Um, but I also try 
with my children to when I am with them to make it as meaningful as possible, whether it is that we go do something fun together, you know, whether it is I just sit down with them and they just want to snuggle or, you know, and sometimes I have to take that constant, like I want to move, 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 you know, mentality that I typically have and I have to just slow down. Um, and, you know, they do a real good job of reminding you that, especially at that age. So, um, but yeah, so, so work-life balance is huge in this and, and there's always a huge risk that you take on the family side, um, in terms of time. Um, that's probably been my biggest one and my biggest struggle in general, um, because I do have two jobs that I absolutely love. Um, and so it, you know, that makes it difficult. It makes it very difficult, but, um, but I love it either way, but I also love my family just as much. So, you know, it's just a matter of figuring out the balance in between. So. (laughs) Yeah, I think that's such a really good point. I have a three-year-old and, you know, some days she's in school all day. And just like with us, when we leave work, sometimes you don't want to be around another person. You just want to unwind and watch TV for 30 minutes. And so I'm like, you know, I'll give you that. But then yes. some days she does want to play. Well, here's Play-Doh. Let's do this. Let's go outside. And so yeah, even where we are, I know soon there's going to be snow and we won't be able to go outside. So I'm like, you know, just suck it up. At least, you know, when you're playing with your kids or hanging out with them, your mind is free to just like wander. Right. Because that's like the one thing that will completely distract me from work. I will not be thinking about, oh, no, I have a recording. Oh, I have to do this. I will just be like 100 percent focused on whatever we're doing. It's hard, though. It's so hard. (laughs) My compromise, she doesn't know it. I love food. So my thing is, hey, let's make a pizza tonight or hey, let's make whatever, because then she's completely involved in rolling out the pizza dough and throwing on the cheese. She's not watching TV. We're still together. Right. Because I'm like, I got to find and they kind love of that. <laughs> mm-hmm. to make it work. Yep. yep. Wonderful. Wonderful. Thank you so much for sharing with everybody. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Thank you for listening to You Are a Lawyer. If you enjoyed this episode, leave a rating, tell a friend about this podcast and subscribe to the show so that you never miss a new episode. New episodes are released every other Thursday. Thanks again for listening. I hope you enjoyed the conversation. Bye.